0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, August 1st. Let's start with what you missed over the last week. Then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Well, it is finally August, which means college football is back this week month. So the wait is almost over. Now, granted, it's not till August 27th, but we'll get there. But first off, let's start with some baseball. Angels' Reed Detmers accomplished an immaculate inning against the Rangers on Sunday. He is the first pitcher in seven years to record an immaculate inning and a no-hitter in the same season. Now, the Astros has ha- have had two immaculate innings in the same game against the Texas Rangers as well to make it a record three immaculate innings in one season against that Team. The Rangers did get the last laugh on Sunday, though. They did win over the Angels five to two. Now, hashtag girlfriend hint: an immaculate inning means three strikeouts in nine pitches. So that is strike, 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 three, three strikes, you out, all three batters out. That's what that means. The Padres might finally be able to close out a game with the best closer in the league, newly acquired from the Brewers on Monday. Josh Hader made the move in a trade for four players, including another closer. So there are some movements going on. We've also got some debuts after injury and after trades. Mariners right-handed pitcher Louis Castillo will be back for the game versus the Yankees on Wednesday. Now, Castillo wasn't injured. He was just acquired from the Reds on Friday, so he's already going to be playing in a new uniform on Wednesday. The Mariners are hoping to make the playoffs, at least for a wild-card spot. They seem to be in a good position for that. They're in second place for one of the three wild-card spots for the first time since 2001 if they make playoffs. And then Mets' Jacob deGrom is set to return for the Mets against the Nationals on Tuesday. Now, he has been out with multiple injuries, forearm tightness, strained elbow, stress reaction in his scapula. So he has not pitched since July 7th of 2021, so over a year ago, and he is set to debut this week. In the basketball world, Bill Russell, Celtics 11-time NBA champ and Hall of Famer, has died at age 88. Now, it didn't say what he died of, but it did say he died peacefully at home. At University of San Francisco, Russell won two straight NCAA championships and had 55 consecutive wins. He then went on to spend 13 years with the Celtics and went to the championship final 12 times, winning 11 times. The last two titles were while he was serving as a player and a coach, so he was the first black coach in the NBA. Before Michael Jordan, Bill Russell was considered to be the best NBA player of all time. He is also tied for the most titles all time across all sports with 11. He was a team player and a social justice leader. Steph Curry definitely needs to stick to basketball, as he threw the first pitch in the A's game this past week. Now it was for charity and to promote an organization that he runs, versus the Astros. But it went way off course. It was horrible. Aisha looked way better. So it just—he definitely needs to stick to uh, to basketball and a little bit of golf. In celebration of the month that football returns, we got some football news. Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games. Now, remember, he is not the Houston Texans quarterback anymore. He is now quarterback for the Browns. This was in a result for, quote, violating the league's personal conduct policy. We all know what that translates to. 25 women filed civil lawsuits against the former Texans QB saying he sexually assaulted them or at least conducted inappropriate activities during his massages. So that this six game suspension means that he will be not eligible to play until October 23rd. That would be the Browns versus the Ravens. The Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable sports franchise valued at 7.64 billion with a B dollars. The Dallas team is $630 million over second place, which is occupied by the Yankees. 16 NFL teams along with four NBA and three MLB were valued at over $4 billion dollars. The least valuable franchise in America, $2.84 billion, the Cincinnati Bengals. So these figures were conducted by Sportico, and I do not believe that they include the world. So like Real Madrid is always up there. That's usually done by Forbes, so this is not usually that same study. So just as an FYI, I think this is just the United States. Also, like I said, college football is almost back. It debuts on the 27th. There is only 11 games for the first week, but we're looking at 26 days away from college football. In the world of golf, we had quite a lot going on this weekend with the Live Tour and the PGA Tour. We're both active. And sticking with the PGA Tour first, Tony Finau won again on the PGA Tour. No, this is not a leftover, oh, Claire made a mistake and left the wrong title in here. He did actually win again in consecutive weeks for him. He is the first player to win consecutive tournaments in three years. Finau won with a score of 26 under par. That is a tournament record, and he won by five shots. This was also his fourth PGA Tour title and third victory in 11 months. Contributing to that victory, Finau hit 66 of 72 greens and regulation. That is just hard to beat and is just all-out incredible. That is 92% of greens and regulation, and greens and regulation means you are on the green with two shots to go till par. That's what that means. So that is just a crazy, crazy stat. This victory moves Finau into seventh in the FedEx Cup with the final event of the regular season this coming up weekend. So Henrik Stinson, after just last week of joining the Live Tour, remember it was a huge scandal because he was Europe's captain for the Ryder Cup team. So he got quite a bit of bad press. However, I don't think he I think he's just laughing all the way to the bank because literally the week he joined, he won the first event he played in at Bedminster this past week and took home four point three million dollars for one weekend. Luke Donald has been named the Ryder Cup captain for Team Europe in Henrik Stenson's replacement. Someone who's not going to the Live Tour, Charles Barkley. It was rumored that he was approached after Faraday also went to the Live Tour. However, he did say in a press release that he will retire at Turner slash TNT. However, who did go is Bubba Watson. That is officially confirmed. Now, the Live Tour is not going away. They announced this past week that they will be back next year, and there are some changes. There will be 14 events a major step up from the eight that they have planned for this year the teams will also be franchised so that means they will be set for next year no changing teams team captains you know all that kind of stuff so they'll still be team captains but they will be a set team for the entire season and they will be competing for 405 million dollars in purses up to up from 255 this year where the 14 events will take place has not been announced yet, but the Live Tour has come out to say that they will not conflict with the four majors, major team events, or heritage tournaments. That is a direct quote. The Live Tour will also add tournaments to its Live Golf International Series, which is its partnership with the Asian Tour. This is supposed to be giving the amateurs a place to develop. Think of this as the Corn Fairy Tour for the PGA. In retaliation today, the PGA Tour announced its 2022/2023 regular season schedule with 44 tournaments and a record $428 million in prize money. This will be the final wrap-around season. Another change is that the top 70 players will qualify for the first play- FedEx Cup playoff event, followed by 50, and then cut to a field of 30. Not a ton going on in the Olympic sports world, but the Commonwealth Games is in full swing. So these are like the Olympics. They're held once every four years, but only involve countries that were overseen by England. That includes 72 countries as of this year's Games. Now, the Games include 23 sports, including seven parasports, which is kind of nice. You get to that in all of one Games rather than a Paralympic Games and an Olympic Games. The Games run through Monday, August 8th. Australian swimmer Emma McEwen has won her 11th Commonwealth Games gold. This is the most ever by an athlete at these games. She won the 50-meter free to set that record. Also sticking with swimming, a 15-year-old Canadian, Summer McIntosh, you've heard that name before, won the 400-meter IM. She is the first Canadian swimmer to win two golds at a single Commonwealth Games. In juxtaposition to that, because those were the wins, Great Britain's, or England in this case, Adam Peaty was upset in the 100-meter breaststroke. Now, this was his first final in a big games since Tokyo. He did miss Worlds due to a broken foot, so I'm sure that is still plaguing him. And it was fellow Englishman James Wilby who won the gold in that event. I don't cover a ton of what's going on in the Commonwealth Games because the United States is not involved. So, but I'll kind of hit on those highlights once I hear about them. Those were just kind of those three that I noticed from this week. The Women's Tour de France is over and completed and Dutch Van Vluten won in the final stage by 30 seconds. She came up from eighth to take the yellow jersey on Saturday's second to last stage before clinching the final title. Not so long ago, she suffered a broken back. And uh, so this is very impressive. And she did beat fellow Dutch woman as well to take that title. So congratulations, Van Vluten. In the world of soccer, England beat Germany in the European Women's Championship. The final score of that game, which was scoreless at half, was 2-1. to This just kind of seems to end England's, like, drought of not being able to win on the world stage. Obviously known for soccer, England has just had this plague since 96. So it was pretty amazing to watch that. England kind of freaked out. So that's why you're seeing that headline everywhere you look. That wraps it up for what went on this week in the world of sports. Like I said, we're kind of coming to a slow point in that summer, so um, before college football starts back up. So what to watch this upcoming week. In the world of baseball on Monday, we got the Red Sox at the Astros. They will play at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Tuesday, you can catch the Dodgers at the Giants at 845 on TBS. Thursday, you can catch the Rays at the Tigers. That will be at 610 on Fox Sports 1. Saturday, the Marlins will play at the Cubs at 120 on Fox Sports 1. And then depending on your geographical location on Fox at 615, you can either have the Reds at the Brewers or the Yankees at the Cardinals. On Sunday, the Astros face the Guardians at 1105 on Peacock. Garcia will be pitching that game as well as Monday night's game. And the Padres will play at the Dodgers at 6 p.m. on ESPN. In the world of golf, on Thursday, the LPGA AIG Women's Open round one will be on USA all week. That round, well, all weekend. Round one will be at 5 a.m. on USA. And then the PGA Tour Wyndham Championship, again, last event of the regular season for the FedEx Cup playoffs, will start the week after. That round one will be at 1 p.m. on Golf Channel. Friday, same times for round two for both tournaments. Saturday, the LPGA AIG Women's Open Round 3 can be caught at 7 a.m. on USA and then at 11 a.m. on NBC. The Wyndham will be at 12 p.m. on golf and 2 p.m. on CBS. Same for that final round, so LPGA at 7 a.m. on USA, 11 a.m. on NBC, and the Wyndham final round at noon on Golf Channel and 2 on CBS. The only Olympic sports going on are Tuesday night, beach volleyball, AVP. Pro Hermosa Open will be at 7 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Then on Saturday, you catch a little bit of swimming at 2 p.m. on NBC and gymnastics returns for the U.S. Classic for Salt Lake City Highlights. That will be at 3 p.m. on NBC. There's quite a bit of soccer played this week. Wednesday, you have La Liga and Leagues Cup. That is the United States versus South America and Mexico. Friday, you have the Premier League Crystal Palace versus Arsenal at 2 p.m. on USA. And then on Saturday, you can catch five games. There's Bundesliga, Premier League, MLS, and La Liga. So also I wanted to go ahead since it is August 1st, coming up this month, we've got the FedEx Cup playoffs for golf. That begins next week. So August 11th. College football returns. I've said it like three times. August 27th, obviously I'm excited. And also the U.S. Open for Tennis will start on August 29th. So at the beginning of each month, I am going to go over stuff that's coming up in the upcoming month, just so that everybody can know what's going on and all of that. So that wraps it up for me this week. I do want to thank all of y'all for listening. Last week, we had the most downloads ever in a single week, over a hundred. It was 111. So thank y'all so much. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all are the best. If you like the podcast, go on and leave a review on whatever app you downloaded on. And I hope to catch y'all next week for the weekly update.